0: Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work.
1: The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co.
0: And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com.
1: In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab
0: a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in.
1: So we've talked a lot about the option of working with a developer when you don't know how to code or don't want to code, but we haven't talked much about another option that's out there, which is making use of pre-made themes. And the way I'm gonna talk um, in this episode, it's gonna be more catered towards WordPress themes. You can definitely apply some of these tips to Squarespace templates, um, but just keep that in mind as we're going. Um, But this is an option that a lot of designers use Uh, but some of you might be unsure of how to do it the right way. So you know you want to just kind of quickly set up your client sites with themes that are already out there, but want to make sure you're doing it right as well. So today we're going to chat about making use of pre-made themes the right way as a designer when you actually want to do more than just giving your clients a quick website. I am really
0: excited to talk about this because when I was just getting started i would say probably the main thing i did was use pre-made themes because i mean i didn't know what i was doing i didn't have enough experience to be custom coding sites i still don't now but i have enough experience that i can kind of get myself to where i need to be and hire you if i need you to help me out Mm -hmm. of a pickle or something but um Yeah, so since I know that I have been there, I definitely know other designers have been there as well. So I'm curious to hear um, what you have to say about this.
1: Yeah, and along with, I guess, the people that just don't don't know how to code, I'm just thinking of people who want to focus on things like branding, but maybe don't want to have to refer out the websites and, you know, have a quick solution for that. So that's another type of person I have in mind here. Um, but I see designers going about using pre-made themes in a few different ways, so I'm just going to talk about the main two really quick and then we'll break down one of them. So the first way I see this happening is that they have a few theme shops they recommend to their clients or they just kind of let their clients go wild and pick a theme to install with either no customizations or really limited customizations. So this has some pros and cons. You know, it's it's easy for you. It's easy for you to say, hey, go find a theme, whether you're giving them a list of shops or letting them just run wild. It makes it nice and easy for you. It's nice and simple. If you're just focused on the branding, you don't have to worry about really anything website related, except maybe helping them set up. There's also no coding to worry about, or you can just kind of offer limited customizations based on either the flexibility of the theme or your coding abilities. And then um, if you are giving your list your clients a list of theme shops to choose from, you know they're choosing themes you know how to work with and like to work with. But on the downside of this, doing it this way is really limiting um, because you know when you're going off of something someone else has made, you can't really expand upon that much. You're limited by what they've built into the theme. And if your client is choosing the theme, so you know when they go to look at a theme, all they're looking at is like you know, if they think it's pretty or not. They're not, like, going into it with any type of strategy in mind. They're just finding something that's pretty, which is not really going to benefit them in the long run. So that's definitely a downside of doing it this way. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. I think if you are going to... Um, Send your client to look for themes instead of you kind of finding something that you would recommend to them specifically. You want to educate them Mm -hmm. on what they should be looking for. Don't just send them out into the wild because I agree everyone just looks at things and judges a book by its cover Even though we
1: aren't supposed
0: to. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) So the second option I want to talk about um, is kind of a more customized approach where you might look around and choose a theme based on what you know your client is looking for or needing. So... This is okay. This you know, this is better than the other option because you can make sure that the theme is that's chosen will be one that actually supports your client's business, which is definitely a step up, you know, from just being like, "Oh, I like pink and this one's pink. Let's pick this one." <laughs> and you also have more control over the creative direction of the project when you're doing it this way. For example, if you did that branding, you can make sure you're choosing a template that will put that to good use and that you are setting up the site and the theme in a way that's actually going to benefit your clients. Um, The downsides of this are that the clients might not like the final choice if they didn't have a say in it, which would lead you either to have a unhappy client or from having to start from scratch and find a new theme. And then, again, this can still be limiting. Anything with pre-made themes is going to be limiting, but I just kind of wanted to mention that here.
0: Yeah, I can totally see how this would be the approach that I would take at this Mm -hmm. point. Like if I were to make a huge shift in my business, this would be the approach I would do just because it's so much easier. I mean, you're the expert. I feel like most of the time your client is going to say, can you just pick? I trust you. You know, I hired you to do this. So, you can also make sure that they pick something like you said that's going to go with what you have already created and be as strategic and really help them with their goals in general. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like we were just saying, they are going to probably pick something that's just pretty and not even care about. <clears throat> how it's going to help them with their business, (laughs) regardless of how much you educate them. (laughs) Exactly,
1: yeah, you can educate till your face is blue, but it doesn't always matter. Um, So with that being said, I wanna actually break down that option. That's what I wanna spend the rest of of this episode doing. So let's go through those steps and talk about how you can make using a pre-made theme as effective as possible for your clients. Now, if you're looking for the very easiest solution, That's going to be choosing a pre-made theme, installing it, calling it good. You can go to the next episode because that's not what this is. I -hmm. want to talk about how you can use pre-made themes in a way that will support your clients as much as possible. Since strategy is something we talk about a lot on this podcast, I'm not forgetting about it now. These steps are definitely going to incorporate that quite a bit.
0: So wait, we don't just install any old theme and then walk away? (laughs) Please don't. Okay, well, see you in the
1: next episode. Bye, Corey. You will not hear from Corey anymore during this episode. Just kidding. (laughs) So the first step I want to talk about is actually something you're going to do one time before your next project starts. And that is going to be to identify some theme shops you like with themes you enjoy working with. So... Any good theme shop out there will kind of have a general aesthetic that they that all their themes have. They're going to have similar functionalities and you're going to know how they work. If you understand one, you'll understand them all. Um, but it's important to know when you're doing this that some themes are amazing and some are downright awful. So this is why it's good to have them in mind. So you don't have to run into those awful ones. When you find theme shops with themes that are actually good, you know that no matter what you pick, you're kind of safe for the most part. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, and I don't necessarily
0: think this means you have to go out and buy one theme from every single shop that you know is out there yeah. because that's going to cost you a lot of money and probably waste a ton of time. You yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah. But you can get a general idea of how well a theme is made just by hearing what other people have to say about it. If they have, um, like, a support section or forums or something like that that's open to just anyone to view, you can check that out and also get an idea of the kind of problems people have, um, how helpful their support is in terms of, you know, fixing things that are broken, either that's their fault or maybe some kind of WordPress or plugin update. Um, but I know from experience, And I am not going to name any theme shops, but I know from experience of some of the themes I've had on my site that I thought would have been amazing because of what I paid for them and the shop that it came from wasn't necessarily something that I just installed and walked away, and I was totally fine. There was one in particular a couple years ago that I had a lot of extra work to do just because it was not built as well as Krista builds things.
1: (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Thanks, Corey. (laughs) So, yeah, definitely take a look around and take some time to do this. Don't just rush through it. Like Corey said, you don't have to go buy themes from every shop out there. But if you want to make sure that you're not going to run into any issues, maybe you do want to just buy one from, you know, a couple of your favorite shops, install it on your site and play around with it. Then you can always just use that for the first client that comes along. So that cost will kind of offset itself. That option is definitely there. Um we're going to go ahead and plug our own shop, Coded Creative, because, you know, we have a lot of themes that have this strategy in mind. I think there are a few others out there that definitely think, you know, of who is going to be using this theme as they go through it. But that's the kind of shop you want to look for, not just a shop that tries to make things look pretty. Um, but take a look around and bookmark some shops that you want to go to in the future. That way it's going to make it a lot easier to find these themes um, if you have a few shops in mind already when a project starts.
0: There are some themes, though, and I will get on my rant horse here for this. (laughs) uh, Because I know Krista doesn't get as ranty as I do in these episodes. Um, There are some themes that you want to steer clear of. And if you're going on ThemeForest, which if you are the owner of this site and you're listening to this episode, I'm very sorry. But if you're going on there to find themes, just hit the X button and go find a different theme shop because we both have worked with several themes from there and it's most of the time a huge headache. I ha- can think of one theme in particular that we hated the project <laughs> yes. that came from um, a site like that or theme ThemeForest specifically. And it's not saying that they are awful. It just tends to be that the themes that are on there have so many different abilities that it's hard for you to even figure out how to use the theme. Yep let alone for your client to figure out how to use the theme. If you can get 45 very different layouts under one theme, (laughs) I'm questioning the theme, okay? I'm just saying, if you can get like three or four, hey, that's cool, you know, go for it. But like, I've seen some that are like 12. It's like, pick one of these 12 different layouts. And you're like... Yeah. What the heck? How am I gonna even learn how to do this? And yeah, that one project we had, it was like, hmm,
1: it was a nightmare. A headache. All the widget areas, <laughs> crazy complicated page builder, all these hidden settings. So yeah, just avoid themes that claim that they give you all of these options because it's likely really hard to use. So rant yep. over. Are we good?
0: Yes, rant over. All right. <laughs>
1: so that's the first step. Just before a project begins, find some theme shops you know and like and trust. CodedCreative.co, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, shameless plug, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a little shame. The next steps I have for you are once you have a project um, and you have your theme shops in mind. So these ones you'd kind of want to repeat throughout each project. So the first thing is to you guys are never going to guess what I'm about to say. Start with your client's goals. So always start your projects with learning about the goals your client has and how their website is going to support them. And we talked about this a lot in episode 48. So if you're like, I have no idea how to discover my client's goals, go ahead and listen to that one when you're done with this one. It's going to give you some good stuff. Uh, But for example, are they selling services? Do they want to grow an email list? Um, How important is it for them to build trust quickly when their audience lands on their website? What does the journey of a typical audience member look like from finding them for the first time to buying something? Those are the things you want to know before you even start thinking about what theme you're going to use. Keep those goals in mind.
0: Yeah, and even if you're doing branding, because yeah. um, I know you mentioned that a, a lot of people that you see kind of want to take this route, generally focus just on branding, mm-hmm. um, you still want to be asking these questions at the beginning of your project. Yep. So even though you may not be taking their answers and turning them into a strategic website design, you still have to keep this in mind just in terms of how you are, you know making sure that they're successful even after your project is over and especially if you're going to be helping them set up a website even if
1: it is through a pre-made theme. Yeah, exactly. So once you have those goals, your next step is to brainstorm how they can be supported on a website. And again, this is before you are looking at any themes at all. So think about what layouts and features this specific client is going to need to reach those goals you discovered. So for example, if they make a good portion of their money by like launching to their email list, you know that having opt-in areas throughout the website are really important. Uh, But they don't need things like ad space, for example. So in your list or in your brainstorm, you know, okay, they need opt-in areas, they don't need ad space. That's something you'll wanna keep in mind. You might find even that some clients are gonna need special features like landing page templates or the ability to integrate integrate with a shop, um, while those things might just be kind of added bonuses for other clients. So take all those features and you know things they'll need to support their goals and put them into a list. And this step is gonna be really helpful to make sure you choose a theme that actually benefits your clients' businesses. Because once you start this search for a theme, you have this list of, okay, I need these things, these things would be nice to have, and I don't need these things, but of course it's not gonna hurt. Um, If they're there, as long as they aren't required and they can be removed.
0: I really like that you mentioned to think about the features that you would want before you even start looking at themes. Because I think probably what I would be doing before I ever listened to this episode was have a general idea of how I wanted it to look and then start looking for it and not necessarily think of like... The landing page templates or, you know, certain things like that. I would go in and exactly like we were saying our clients would do, I would get caught up in how things looked and Mm -hmm. brainstorming, oh, well, this is how this theme looks. Here's how I can make it look with my clients' colors and their fonts and all these kind of things. And so... It is really important, though, at the end of the day, if you're going to buy a theme and even if your um, client is the one purchasing it, you want to make sure that it's money well spent so that they are going to have everything they need and that they're not going to end up needing to change themes in a couple of months because you didn't pick out the right theme for them.
1: Yeah, and if you did things that way, you'd kind of find yourself having to work backwards once you got the theme set up because great you have it looking beautiful and just how you want but like then what then you're stuck trying to like shove in all these features your client needs and hope that it will work and make excuses as to why something can't work and things like that so i'm glad you agree with this one The next step after you have your list ready is to now go look through the theme shops you decided you liked and identify some themes that have all of the features you have on your list. So really try hard to not pay attention to the aesthetic of the theme. So you know, the look of it created by the fonts and the colors and the images because Things like that can be changed with good themes. You can change the fonts to match your client's brand. You can change the colors. I really hope you can change the images on whatever theme you choose. And I can say this from
0: um, just looking at the showcase of people using our themes. That is so freaking true. Mm -hmm. Like, there are so many people who are using... Um, a few of our really popular themes, but they look so different yeah. because of the images that they have on there or the colors that they've changed them to. And I think that's really cool because you're using a pre-made theme that someone else has probably purchased and is also using but by being able to customize those things you can make it look really unique but that is a reason why you don't want to get too hung up on it because literally you can pretty much make it look like it's not a pre-made exactly
1: yeah exactly so like we're saying Pay attention to the features, not how it's going to look. So, for example, if your client needs to grow their email list, but a theme doesn't support like opt-in forms in good places like the homepage and the footer, sidebar, things like that, it's likely not going to be a good choice for them. So I don't care how gorgeous it is, you would move on from that one. Hint, hint. And if they plan to sell like products and a theme doesn't have any kind of shop integration and that was something you didn't have to worry, you didn't want to worry about adding yourself, you'd again want to find something else. So narrow the themes down to just a few that you think will work best for your clients based on the features that it has. So take your list, find the themes that match up best with that, and narrow it down to, say, two or three. And when it comes down to it, if you have all of these choices, sure, go back and narrow it down by the way it looks. That's fine, Uh, but definitely start with the features you're going to need first to make your list. And then next is kind of a bonus step, and some of you are gonna think I'm insane and say no freaking way I'm doing this, but just hear me out a little bit. So once you have your theme choices narrowed down to say two or three, I recommend making a wireframe for each one. And I know, like this sounds like an extra step, like you don't wanna have to take someone else's theme and make a wireframe, like it's already there, you want this to be simple. But this can be huge when it comes to not having to start from square one after you think you've found the perfect theme and getting it installed. You have a much less likelihood of your client going to their website and being like, I hate this layout or whatever, if you just take the time to do this. So with a wireframe, your client's going to see how things will be laid out without being influenced by things like fonts and colors and images like they would if you just sent them a link to the theme demos and said, which one's your favorite. Um, and if you're working from the- with themes from just a couple shops, you'll have these wireframes to use for your next project once you get them created the first time. So sure, it would be annoying, uh, you know, right away, but you'll eventually kind of build a library so you can just go grab the one you already made and send it over. So, for this step, create your wireframes and send it to your client to see what kind of layout they like best. You don't have to say, you know, I'm looking at three themes and these are the different options. Which one do you like? Just say, hey, here's here's these layout options. What one do you prefer? And I highly recommend here creating a walkthrough video going through these wireframes. Don't just send them over because your client's going to be like... What is this with made up words and gray rectangles randomly on the page? I don't see how this will translate. Walk them through why you know what you could put in each different area and why that kind of layout could benefit them so they really understand. Um, that's why I think this can be so powerful. But if you really don't want to do this, you're like, heck no, I'm not doing this extra step. Um I have a couple things to say. First, you can make the executive decision when you're looking through themes and just choose one. Like you you know best, you're the designer. You pick one that you think will be the best for them and go with it. Um you could, you know, if you were doing the wireframe, you would even be able to have them sign off on it, so you wouldn't have to worry about them making you go back. But if you don't care about that, care about that, you're not worried from having to start from scratch. Um, You can just make an executive decision and just go with it. Um, You could also send them links to the theme demos you've narrowed it down to and have them choose their favorite. So like I said before, they're going to be influenced by the fonts and colors and images, um, but at least you know they're choosing an option you could work with to make strategic. So if you really hate the wireframe idea, you could do that also. And Corey, I would really like to know what you think about this one.
0: Yeah, I feel like doing the wireframe... It would add time, like the first time that you're creating it, and I can see how most people would be like, ugh, I really just want to send them the links. But if you want to make sure that they are making the best decision for their business and that you are being the expert and helping them make the best decision for their business – then I agree. I think this is a really good idea. And I do think that you absolutely have to create a video walkthrough Mm -hmm. to go along with the wireframe. Because like you said, otherwise they're going to look at it and they're not going to understand what they're looking at. And they're going to say, this theme is really ugly. (laughs) I don't want it. And you're going to be like, this is not what the theme looks like. It's going to be so frustrating. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah, I definitely agree. It's worth doing this taking the extra time to record the video walkthrough to make sure that, you know, you are really helping them because at the end of the day, they hired you to help, you know, better their business and be more successful, that sort of thing, and you are going to help them do this, which is going to help you get better testimonials yes. and referrals and more projects, and it's so worth it.
1: Oh, yes. All right, so you guys can think what you want to about that one, but whether or not you do that, your next step is going to be to just move forward with your theme choice and the installation. Um, from you mean you're ready to get it get it all set up at that point. You've hopefully gone through the strategy work, so whichever theme you ended up with, you can do what you need to do. You can customize those fonts and colors as long as the theme allows it, which I hope it does, and put those features in place that will support your client's goals. So. The steps we went over are probably more work than you're used to if you're using pre-made themes, but it can give your clients a much better result because if you haven't been going through these steps, you and your clients have probably been choosing themes based on how it looks, which I'm not judging, but it's just not getting them results as good as you could otherwise. So your action steps for today are to identify some theme shops you want to use in your next project. So do a Google search, get some recommendations from other designers, and then identify theme shops that you can tell have a strategy in mind when they're designing and kind of have you know different layout options and features that you know you will need um, in your next project. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world
0: to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know
1: when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.